0: Hi, my name is Rajiv Ryan, and diamonds are not made overnight. The Leader Assistant Podcast exists to encourage and challenge assistants to become confident, game changing leader assistants.
1: The Leader Assistant Podcast is brought to you by Goody. If you're starting to think about holiday gifts for your team, like I am, Goody is a game changer. They have amazing gifts that people will really love, including brands that give back to charitable causes. As a longtime executive assistant, I've always been nervous about holiday gifting season. But thankfully, Goody's platform lets you send one gift or hundreds at the same time without ever worrying about shipping details. Can I get an amen? With Goody, your gift recipients provide all their shipping info and they can even swap out your gift for another option if they prefer. It's free to start gifting and you can get a $20 credit when you sign up. Oh, and if you mention you heard about Goody from the Leader Assistant podcast, Goody will add an extra $10 credit to your account. Go to leaderassistant.com slash Goody to start gifting today. Hey, friends, welcome to the Leader Assistant podcast. It's episode 196. You can check out the show notes at leaderassistant.com slash 196. Today, I have the privilege of speaking with Rajiv Ryan. Rajiv is an admin at Google, and we're going to talk a little bit about his story and his career. Rajiv, thanks for joining me.
0: Thanks, Jeremy, for having me on this show.
1: What, uh, What part of the world are you in?
0: So I live out of a city named Bangalore, which is at the south of India.
1: Awesome. And have you been there for your whole life or how, what's, what's kind of your story with where you're from and where you grew up?
0: So I was born and raised in a city named Chennai, which is also at the south of India. Um, and I, I did my schooling there. I did my college over there as well. My roots are from this city, which is named Pondicherry, which was a which was a French colony uh, as well. And um, in 2013 June, like as soon as I had, I had completed my education, I moved to Bangalore looking for work. It's probably a six hour drive from Chennai to Bangalore if you if you if you if you head down by car or by a bus. Um, yeah, so so that's where I'm from.
1: Awesome. Well, I know it's a definitely a little bit of a time zone difference from where I'm at in Kansas City, Missouri. So I appreciate you uh, being flexible and uh, hopping on the show. So tell us a little bit about personally, like what are your hobbies? Do you have, you know, any pets, cats, dogs, etc.? Yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself.
0: Sure. Um, so coming to my hobbies, one of the things which I do consistently... Uh, at least I try to do four times a week, is hit the gym. So, so that is one of the, the hobbies. And I do enjoy playing sports. So the two sports which I play a lot are cricket, which is our India's version of baseball. Um, and the other sport which I do play is basketball. Uh, apart from sports, I also um, play music. So I play piano and guitar. And, um, my wife and myself, we enjoy baking and cooking together as well. So, so so that's, that's how I spend my free time.
1: Awesome. Love it. How long have you been playing guitar?
0: Um, probably since I was like 14 or 15 years old.
1: Okay. Nice. Yeah. I I taught myself when I was 17, 16, I think. Um, haven't played ever since I had kids. I I didn't play as much, (laughs) But uh, I definitely enjoy it here and there. Well, so tell us about your professional journey. Uh, you were looking at your LinkedIn. You were a tech headhunter and recruiter for eight and, eight and a half years. Tell us about how you got into that
0: world. So um, so fun fact is, by educational qualifications, I'm actually an electronics and instrumentations engineer. But um, I got into... I, I got into it not knowing what it was about and during my time at university I wanted to do something which was not hands-on coding which is not hands-on tech which which you know which wasn't your typical engineer kind of a role and I was trying to figure out what I could do with that right um I kind of realized that one of my strengths right from uh, university or even school was uh, my ability to network my ability to organize events Um, my ability to make new connections. So what I was thinking was from uh, either I get into something which is uh, like sales, marketing, or um, and and while I was doing that research, uh, recruiting is a very thin line between selling and HR. And um, so that's how I joined an agency and moved to Bangalore and started my career as a recruiter. Uh, Enjoyed it thoroughly like it's what made me who i am today as well um yeah so a really good eight years hmm.
1: so you recently made a change though and you know became an admin at google what what was the yeah what was the push and w- did you work with assistants during your recruiting career did you kind of see it from a distance and think, oh, maybe that'd be fun? How did you get into, you know, going from a long, successful career in recruiting to I want to be an admin?
0: Um, well, yes, I did work with a lot of amazing admins during my journey as a recruiter uh, in all of my com- the companies which I worked in. Right. Uh, so I worked totally in four companies um, in my career. And, um, like, I must say, like, a lot of the admins did help me a lot when I was a recruiter in terms of getting, let's say, the exec or the leader uh, on a call with a potential candidate to help sell the role, to help, you know, talk more about why they should be taking the role up, um, giving more clarity on on the project and, you know, all of these things. So that is something which I've seen. And I've also, like, even while I was, again, like, well, in the recruiting world, like, I did partner with a lot of admins on uh, a lot of events, a lot of community building, uh, so on and so forth. So, and I kind of had a lot of friends as well who were working in the role. So, so they used to uh, when we used to talk, they used to tell me about the impact, um, the kind of things they do, like how they spend their day, uh, kind of projects they worked on, and that seemed pretty interesting to me. Uh, and like the, another thing is what I've learned is like what you see on paper. Um, is there's a a lot more which actually happens in reality than what is on paper. And I got to learn that from all of my friends who are currently in this role. So after looking at it from an overall perspective, like, uh, and the impact and and how you can contribute, um, that's how I decided to to take up this role.
1: So did you have any challenges getting people to take you seriously when you when you applied for a role that you've never done before?
0: Um not really, uh to be honest. Uh like because like what I, at least my philosophy and what I've seen is like or there are a lot of roles which have overlapped with each other. And as long as your fundamentals are strong and your core skills are strong, I, I feel that you should be able to pick up the other skills which are needed for the job pretty easy. So I didn't have I, I'm lucky enough to say that I didn't have that that pushback or that kind of a
1: nice. So the train so the skills you learned in your recruiting career transferred over very well?
0: Yes, because there's a lot of things like dealing with ambiguity which is there in both the worlds, the recruiter world as well as the admin world. Um creativity is all certainly a very important factor in both of the worlds. Um, working with a large set of people in different time zones was again a part of both of the recruiting world, world and the admin. World. So there was, so I was able to leverage that. Over.
1: That's great, Rajiv. Thanks for sharing. So you've really you're coming up on almost eleven or twelve months of your admin career. What what's your favorite part about it so far?
0: Um. There are multiple favorite parts of it. Like it would be very difficult for me to choose something on the spot. But um, like my if I have to like summarize it to one of the favorite uh, aspects is you get to like very similar to the recruiting world where you get to see the result of your work. Like in the recruiting world, the effort you put in results in a great candidate joining your organization and, you know, doing well and enjoying work and, you know, scaling up their career like you get to see the same kind of output over here. So I would say I enjoy the fact that when your leaders tell you that this is a priority for me and I need these things to get done and you help them achieve it in your, in, in, in you know, in whatever way you use to help them achieve it. Um, that's something which I enjoy. Right uh, mm-hmm. Because like, that's how we win as a team as well. Are you ready to elevate your career in 2024? I'm Maggie Olson, founder of NOVA Chief of Staff Certification, the first-of-its-kind online course for aspiring and existing Chiefs of Staff. With curriculum taken directly from on-the-job responsibilities, NOVA's self-paced learning modules provides you with hands-on experience so you can feel competent and confident moving into a Chief of Staff-style role. It's the perfect next step for executive assistants. Head to leaderassistant.com slash Nova to learn more, grab the syllabus, and enroll today.
1: Yeah, so that commonality of seeing others succeed and helping others win from your recruiting days and then now your admin months, (laughs) then it's uh, definitely something that you enjoy. That's awesome. Well, what, what's something you do to actually, well, I'll rewind a bit. What's been the hardest thing about shifting from the recruiting world to the admin assistant world?
0: So uh, I would say the hardest thing is like, um, you know, like, so there is a saying in the recruiting world, like once a recruiter, always a recruiter, recruiter at heart. <laughs> so sometimes you need to realize that you're not playing that role anymore and uh you you know like that that yeah it's great to help out and help out, help out other recruiters and all of that stuff but mm-hmm. you also need to realize that your that um, um you know like y- your job is more to help out from an admin perspective um so i think the hardest thing from my pers- my, my my from my perspective was you know um uh, making like that Transition from because I've been doing this for eight years and then moving and then moving into this role, so just you know getting that into like uh, like oh okay I'm not doing this anymore and I'm doing this that was uh, kind of hard and I'll give you an example for this right uh, an example for this is like like I mean the most the in any company the most common relationship between a recruiter and an admin is scheduling um, a call with the leader to uh, you know, talk to the candidate about the project. Mm-hmm. So in this case, I've been on both sides. I've been, I mean, I, I started as a recruiter uh, and now I help, you know, other recruiters get on a call. Um, uh, right, so like things like, you know, like, uh, I mean, like each recruiter has a different way of functioning uh, and each recruiter is unique. So I would say like, not like uh, avoiding the temptation of, you know, stepping in and, you know, trying to be a recruiting consultant that time giving your set of advice to the recruiter on oh, maybe you should have done this or maybe you should have done that uh stepping away from that was hard initially
1: Hmm. yeah that's interesting so what do you see for your next you know two to four years do you what you just are you all in on the on the admin assistant world What, what are you thinking
0: so uh, I'm definitely all in on the admin world. Um, it's something which is pretty interesting to me. But then again, like what I've looked at uh, as the way world the world involves and uh, technology involves, I'm definitely open to uh, whatever comes my way. But uh, if, if 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 your question is like, do you see yourself in the admin world for the next two to four years? I would say why not? Like uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a role with growth, and there is a lot of scope if you you know, uh, if, if, you, if you're unique and you try a lot of new things. Um, hmm.
1: what's So give us a little bit of tips on, you know, there's a lot of assistants listening who are either jobless or they have a job, but they're looking for a better one and they're in, in the interview process. They're reaching out to recruiters. They're getting uh, LinkedIn messages from recruiters. You know, they're getting ghosted by recruiters. What's what's maybe one or two tips for assistance just based on your experience as a recruiter and, and being in that world and knowing how that, that game is played, if you will, what's maybe one or two tips you could share with listeners who are really trying to connect with recruiters and get uh yeah, get some some momentum and, and traction on their job hunt.
0: So another thing which I would like to call out is recruiters, you can associate them with, I'm going to associate them and give an analogy with with, with doctors, right? So when you look at doctors, like doctors specialize in maybe, like you have, you have doctors who specialize in uh, pediatrics, you have doctors who specialize in gastro, you have doctors who specialize who are neurologists, you have doctors who are surgeons. So you have categories of doctors, right? So it's this, it's it's very similar to recruiters as well. Like when I was a recruiter, like I actually spent I can say that I spent at least five or five and a half years of my career only doing software engineering hiring for uh, for companies. Right. So I would say the first thing is you need to reach out to the right person because most often or not the intent to help someone find a role is there, but you may not have the right context or the right connections or the right processes to know what to do next. So I would say, like, if you are an admin and looking for a new role, um, you would need to first connect with the recruiter who is hiring admin. Like, uh, hiring with the recruiter who who was, let's say, doing tech hiring or finance hiring. I mean, they may be able to send your profile to someone else as well, but that's again a longer route, and the chances mm. of and the probability or chances of that happening is less. So I would say, firstly, if connect with the right recruiter. Second thing is like if you are looking to engage with somebody on LinkedIn, um, most fo- most folks use the LinkedIn app on on their mobile uh, versus the laptop. So like if you minimize it to maybe three to five lines, or even ideally three lines, uh, of why you would like to connect and how you can add value and be very specific and you know, uh, be unique in your message. When I say be unique in your message, like call out a point about your profile, call out a point about the recruiter's profile, and, you know, like, just show the other person that you've done your homework. It actually goes a long way, and it's, and it's worked it, work wonders for me, uh, personally, like, uh, when whenever I was looking for a new project uh, or so. Mm-hmm. And the third thing is, like, um, like, yeah, like, uh, like this is also one of my favorite sayings is that never put all of your eggs in one basket. Uh, it's a very famous saying which which uh, which I which I've, which I've learned. Um, which means that um, like you you ne- you never celebrate until you know everything is final and written in stone. And um, yeah, like like don't narrow down something only to one project or you know one opportunity. So. I mean, keep, keep your keep your options open and something is bound to click. And the last thing I would say is good things do take time. Like if you ask me like um, like that there, there have been times where it taken maybe five months or six months to land a good opportunity, but that opportunity was certainly worth it. Uh, so and again, like if you keep like another tip I would say is uh, networking really helps because there's so much we can learn from each other, irrespective of our profession, right? So I always tell a lot of people this, that uh, apart from the HR world or the admin world, um, I've learned so much from engineers. Like I've actually learned a lot of personal finance from my engineering friends with respect to how do you invest in stocks or uh, how do you you know, how, how, how do you handle your tax planning, you know, these kind of things. So, um, These would be my five points to any assistant who is uh, looking for the next role.
1: Wow, those are great, great tips, Rajiv. Thanks for sharing. Definitely, uh, I can see people taking notes uh, as they're listening. That's some great tips for, from your experience as a recruiter. Well, Rajiv, thank you so much for you know reaching out and taking a risk and being courageous and being on the show. What's what's to, to kind of wrap things up, what's one thing that you would like to say to assistants listening today? Um after now you've been in the in the role for several months and you're excited about it. And, you know, as we've discussed, it's a career shift for you. What's one thing you'd like to tell the assistants of the world?
0: Um, I would say that, uh, you need to have as much as fun as you can while at work. So this is what I followed like right since I started working, right? The more fun you have at work and the more you enjoy your work, the better the output is going to be and the, and the more happier you're going to be. Um, And the the second point is, like, especially in our world, there is a lot of ambiguity and there are going to be ups and downs. Um, So on your highs, celebrate your highs, enjoy it, uh, but don't let it get to your head. And um, during your lows as well, like, um, learn to embrace it um, and, you know, like, know that what goes down has to go up as well. So. You will have these, you will, like, Monday will be an amazing day, Tuesday will be a bad day, Wednesday will be a bad day, Thursday will again be a bad day, and Friday will be a really amazing day. So, I mean, this is just a random pattern which I came out. So, you have these cycles, and uh, in the long run, like, you you would make it, and you would definitely uh, win. So, don't let, uh, like, if you have a bad day, personally, my, what, I, honestly, what I do is I, I, I kind of just, uh, Like, so I'm a fan of, uh, Arabian food and burgers as well. So I would just order a burger or shawarma and, uh, you know, just chill out. So, (laughs) so that would be my advice.
1: Nice. So, you know, I liked your point about having fun at work. What's one way that you, uh, try to try to abide by that. How do you have fun at work?
0: So, uh, so I come up with a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, Lot of te- tech fun, lot of lot of jokes, you know, um, related to engineering or related to technology or related to anything. Like I, I joke with my peers and with my execs and with um, a lot of people who I work with. Um, the second thing is, you know, using teams. Um, like you, like you can. Ha- we just had Halloween, right? So I mean, like uh, do something, have a Halloween week, or you know. Um keep keep the spirit alive using that. And um yeah, the, the third thing what I would say is um the way to have fun is like if you can actually pre-plan it, like so like assuming like what I did for this podcast is like I actually sat up last night and thought that okay, I would do this podcast, and after that I would do I I would I would have this done and that done. When you have stuff pre-planned, it's a lot easier to have fun at work.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Well said. Well, you know, I would love to end the episode uh, with, you know, you are fluent in a couple of different languages and I would love for you, if you're up for it, going to put you on the spot. I would love for you to say a little something, maybe something like, thanks for listening to the podcast or best of luck to you in your assistant career or something like that uh in one of the languages uh, one of the non-english languages would you be up for that
0: yeah so i can do that in tamil and i can do that in uh in french so i'm i'm gonna go with tamil first and then french okay uh, yeah so this is just like got it so you just want me to like say a say a couple of lines or so right like conclude
1: yeah yeah whatever you want just tell us what it what you said afterwards <laughs>
0: Got it. Got it. Uh Ella Arkum Wanakam. in the podcast on the Sene Say the K Andri. Ella assistant particle. Um Narya Erik Sadikira life la and in the role one the number definita malakon to I'm next gonna do French. Euh, et ce rôle est euh, très génial. Il y a beaucoup d'opportunités euh, ici et toujours euh, on peut augmenter avec euh, ce, ce rôle et il y a beaucoup de euh, beaucoup de personnes qu'on peut évoquer aussi et euh, je souhaite euh, tous les admins une bonne chance euh, a big uh, uh, career. Merci. So, uh, I mean, it, it was pretty generic what I said. I just said that this role is really nice and you can have a lot of impact. Um, please do have fun and all the very best to you.
1: Wow. That's amazing. And, uh, very impressive. Thank you, Rajiv, for doing that. That's fun. I know there are definitely. Uh, assistants listening that will probably be able to understand that. So uh, yeah, that was kind of a fun little little way to end. I appreciate you being on the show and definitely stay in touch. And I'll put your LinkedIn, if you're up for people reaching out and saying hi, I'll put your LinkedIn and your Instagram and your Twitter links in the show notes at leaderassistant.com slash 196 leaderassistant.com slash 196 if you'd like to reach out and say hi to Rajiv and connect offline so uh yeah thanks again and we really appreciate you taking time to be on the show
0: uh thanks for the opportunity Jeremy for having me uh I'm really honored uh to be on your show and yeah I had a great time and chatting with you and looking forward to more
1: Please review on Apple Podcasts.
0: GoBulas.com